Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Not today, not any day. <laughs> well, there's just so much crap in kibble, right? And I know that a lot of people still view kibble as something that has a lot of vitamins and minerals, uh, and it does, but those are synthetic and they're man-made and they're not regulated and they're just not good. And the thing about it is, is that what we have forgotten is that real food has real vitamins and minerals. So when we get this question, is this blend complete and balanced, complete and balanced, um, complete and balanced suggest that there's everything that a dog needs in one food. That's impossible. Uh, that would be like saying we can eat one food every day of our life and have all the vitamins and minerals we need. And that's just not the way it is. We need a variety and the body works better with variety. So when we talk about variety, we're talking about pork, chicken, duck, turkey, uh, beef, chicken, pork, salmon, and egg, beef with tripe, rabbit, rabbit and tripe. Um, their lamb, goat is, is hard to come by right now, but these are all great things that you want to feed your dog. And somebody asked me the other day, well, who formulated, what, what vet formulated that food? I'm like, well, if a vet formulated our food, okay, and I'm speaking of traditional, then they, they would mess it up. Because if you look at what they're selling in their clinics, they're selling prescription diets. And what we know about prescription diets is that they are full of uh, substandard ingredients. Remember, prescription diets are basically your grocery store diets uh, with that name prescription on it. And uh, you can go ask your vet about corn, cornmeal, um, the dryness of it, the synthetics, and ask them, why is that better than a raw diet? And I would love to hear the response. And then I'm going to ask for a follow-up and I'm going to ask for the studies. And, uh, you know, we just have to really snap out of just taking what somebody says at face value. Now, if you've had a dog that has issues uh, on kibble, maybe it's not as as big of a jump um, for you guys, but uh, it's not just kibble, right? And I'm going to talk to you today again, again, about vaccines. This information coming from Dr. Edward Bassingweight, okay? And uh, I believe he's out in, uh, I believe he's out in Australia. But I want to talk to you again today about allergies and allergic reactions that are a direct result from vaccinations. 
People get really irritated with us when we say, listen, if your dog is itching, if your dog has problems, stop vaccinating. Well, I'm only doing the rabies. That's a vaccination. Okay, what what it what is it about I'm only doing one or I'm only doing the rabies because I have to that we can't make that connection that this is harming our pets. We have to make that connection, guys. All right. There are harmful ingredients in the dog's vaccines. And if you so choose to do that, you may not be able to get on top of your dog's issues. Okay. No matter what you do, if you continue to go down that road. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. Remember the cancer webinar that Dr. Judy Jasek and I put on is on the website now, part one, two, and three. It is ready for you to download and to understand how cancer in, 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 um, in the dogs is exploding, why it's exploding, what is happening, the mindset, the toxins, the stuff we are putting in our dog's bodies thinking that we're helping them. And then we don't understand why they're itching. And then we got a side point. We got an apoquil. We got a things that just uh, are harming them even further. All right. So we really do have to wake up, stand up and snap out of it. Today, we're going to be talking about this um, article from Dr. Edward Bassingwaite. Okay. This comes from uh, December of 2022. And, and, he, and he says the same thing that we say. He says, look, skin issues often develop or get worse in dogs who've recently been vaccinated or re-vaccinated. Okay, re-vaccinated. Uh, and it includes the problems, itching, redness, allergies, eczema, yeast infections. Oh my gosh, do I hear that so much. Autoimmune disease and so on. So if you vaccinate your dog and then you notice symptoms like those are developing or worsening in the weeks and months or um, even years afterwards, it's highly likely that the vaccine has damaged your dog's system. So he says, yes, vaccinations cause skin disease. Okay. And it's usually a delayed reaction. Your dog's body and particularly uh, their immune system is very complex and sensitive. And uh, Dr. Cowan would even probably challenge that word immune system. But your your dog's body is evolved to be able to react to pathogens um, in such a way that most dogs in a population survive even dangerous, deadly diseases like parvo. All right. All right. So what? triggers um, an immune response in your dog. So when immune tissues in your dogs, okay, when they encounter a pathogen, specific immune cells are triggered and they respond with these cascades of chemical messengers, which are then distributed locally and throughout the body. And this is what mobilizes all sorts of immune cells that then travel to the impact zone to identify and attack that pathogen. Now, the first responders, okay, they send out more subtle chemical messages causing this very complex chain reaction throughout your dog's body. 
immune cells of all sorts are immune are um you know called in and mobilized and activated and they and they swarm the area attacking killing eating and digesting the pathogens and some of these cells take the formation from the pathogen and trigger the production of antibodies and others you know they kill the pathogens now some of these chemicals may cause a fever. And I hear this a lot from, from pet parents. They're like, well, my dog had a fever. Oh my, okay. Well, the body is doing their job, but then we jump in there and we got to stop the body from doing its job. We can't let a human or a dog have any fever for Pete's sakes, right? Well, I want you to understand what fever does okay so it's a form of inflammation that helps healing okay it's healthy inflammation the immune system causes this heat this reddening this fever this discomfort this pain and these are the tools that you know your dog's immune system uses to fight kill and dispose of the pathogens so think about that. If your dog gets a fever and you freak out because you don't understand it's doing its job, and then you jump in there and you stop it from doing its job, is your dog going to get better or worse? Okay. Um, so there, there's going to be antibodies in the bloodstream that are going to be able to stop the infection of the pathogen if, they, if the body sees it again. So any re-exposure to that pathogen in the future will trigger that production of more antibodies, okay? So let's talk about vaccinations. When you inject a vaccine under your dog's skin, this, this is an insult that your dog's immune system has not evolved to respond to. It's unnatural, okay? Suddenly your dog has to deal with this high dose of pathogens in a part of their body that lacks the specialized immune tissues that has in the places where the natural exposure enters the body. And then you're going to add insult to this injury because most vaccines given to dogs, most, I would say all, contain not just one pathogen, but usually many. Okay, so if you think of the DHPP vaccine, okay, the DHPP vaccine, those letters stand for different pathogens. In that one vaccine, it includes distemper, hepatitis, parvo, and parainfluenza. Now, it's very, very, let me say it again and underline it with capital V, very rare for a dog to get exposed to high levels of more than one dangerous pathogen at a time in the in the natural world. This is not how they get exposed to pathogens that the body is going to recognize, going to come in and fight. It's going to send its soldiers. It's going to remember it next time. This is not how it works. This is how man has created it to work. This is not really how it works, okay? So all of a sudden, you're giving these high doses of pathogens to a dog 
You're taking them in and you're going, hey, I'm, I love you so much. I love you. I want you to be here with me forever. Let me just expose you to these high levels of pathogens because I love you. Let me give you a little bit of toxin, a little bit of poison here. I love you. Does that make sense? No. All right. So not only are you subjecting your dog to these high levels of pathogens that don't ever happen in nature, you're also exposing them to adjuvants, okay? A cocktail of chemicals, a cocktail of chemicals designed to send the immune system and the inflammatory response system into hyperdrive and not in a good way, not in a good way. Dr. Blassing White says, suddenly the immune system is on the back foot, scrambling, and it has to pull out everything possible not to be overwhelmed. And this response is totally out of proportion. It's violent, it's unbalanced, and it's not elegantly orchestrated like the immune response you will see with natural exposure. And this shock, this shock of this unnatural influx of pathogens in the wrong place often knocks the whole system out of whack, causing the immune system dysregulation. And yeah, the immune system still seems to work okay. It will respond to new pathogens and will usually have made protective antibodies against the pathogens in the vaccine. But, but, and it's a big but, Dr. Blasingwaite says, the inflammation response caused by the vaccine doesn't fade away back to normal health. That off switch in your dog is now broken. It persists and it's got this hair trigger now. And the inflammatory response is out of control. It's gone rogue and it's very reactive. It's very reactive. And now um, just these simple things like, you know, pollens, pollens in the air, seasonal pollens weren't an issue before, uh, before you gave him this adjuvant, these chemical soup. But now your dogs uh, are going to start suffering with seasonal allergies, maybe severe itching. This is what we see. There's an epidemic of itching. What do you think is causing that? There's this reddening. There's this out of control inflammation. And a dog that was healthy, this beautiful creature, he was healthy. He's now chewing and scratching all their hair off. They're licking themselves all night long, chewing holes in their skin to the point of bleeding. Due to what? That chemical sphincter soup. And with this immune system deregulation, dysregulation caused by vaccination, over time, your dog may just develop all sorts of other autoimmune problems along with the itchies if that's not bad enough. Now you may have arthritis, behavioral changes. Gosh, we see that a lot. Food intolerances. If I don't hear that every... My dog is allergic to all of these animal proteins. Why? Because you allowed that stuff to be injected in them. 
ulcers, scaling, swollen glands, lupus, long-term cancers. These are all results of unhealthy inflammation driven by a dysregulated immune system, driven by a non-natural exposure to pathogens because we want to protect our dog. So we're going to help get that pathogen, all those pathogens injected into their body along with the adjuvants because we love them and we want to protect them. And we are causing this epidemic of itchiness, this epidemic of cancer because we don't understand it. And I'm not certain how are we going to help get this through pet parents' minds. Mm. All right. So uh, he has a post-vaccination case example here. And uh, he's talking about a client that brought in a white bull terrier puppy. And this this puppy had this angry, itchy, red, hot brick color over about half of the dog's body. And I've seen this. This dog could not stop scratching. And the back legs, you know, constantly thumping on the floor, um, chewing on her skin. She had bleeding and open sores. And and the client told uh, Dr. Blassingweight that this had started about a week after her second vaccination. She'd been pressured. <laughs> yep. Pressured into having the vaccination and was, was very distraught. But this is a very severe example of immune dysregulation from a vaccination. And we see this a lot. So what can you do for your vaccinated dog? If you have vaccinated your dog, what can you do? Well, number one, you need to understand about vaccinations. And he does say if you do choose to vaccinate, which people think, you know, we're crazy when we talk out about this. He says, use homeopathy before and after. Consult a homeopathic um, professional for the best remedy for your individual dog. And never re-vaccinate without tighter testing for antibody levels first. And I would just stop it, never re-vaccinate, but okay. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely would work with a holistic vet or a homeopath. You can work with uh, Neely Piazza. She's in our uh, experts section. Neely Piazza is a homeopath. Um, you can use acupuncture, you can use herbs, uh, some probiotics can help, but, uh, you've got to get your dog rebalanced. That immune system has to be rebalanced and you've got to do it in a natural way. Don't use conventional drugs that suppress symptoms and don't cure the underlying problem. And that I would imagine he's talking about Cytopoint and Apoquil because then we do see the cancer just rear its ugly head. All right. So I just wanted to point that out, that it's not just myself and Neely and Dr. Jasek and Dr. Andy that talk about vaccines. There's a lot of doctors out there. There's Dr. William Faulkner, Blassingway, DiBianco, um, Dr. Judy Morgan. I mean, there, there, there's many people that are trying to um, um, yeah, 
alarm, you know, sound the alarm. And then on the human side, if you listen to Dr. Thomas Cowan, um, and and they have the studies, they know how to read the studies. And I I'm involved with them now, really listening, trying to get my mind around even more complex issues. Because everything that we have been taught, everything that we understand does not make sense when you really sit down and put the science to it. Okay. So it's like if someone says to me, uh, my dog ate this and they got sick. Well, okay. If I take that same food and give it to other dogs and they don't get sick, what, what does that tell you? Does that say that there is something going on with your pup? And was it even the food, right? Did you vaccinate flea and tick, heartworm? Did you give crappy treats? Did they pick up something um, out on the road? Or is it the fact that they have been, um, that those proteins were in a vaccination? That's really scary. If, If we get to the point, or dogs get to a point that, their system is so messed up that they can't eat anything. Do you think that they're going to be healthy? Do you think that they're going to live long lives? They aren't. So before you get pressured, before you get bullied, think about, do you want to deal with digestive upset, arthritis, lameness, behavioral changes, food intolerances, you know, swollen glands, ulcers, cancer, all in the name of prevention, all in the name of prevention. Remember this one thing, injecting pathogens, DHPP, that's four of them at a time. Even if you do it singles at a time, this is not the natural way that the body deals with dangerous pathogens. It doesn't come through the skin in a needle. Okay. Think about that. Get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. And even if you have this itchy dog, you're adding to their itchiness, okay? You're adding to their itchiness by inappropriate foods. Kibble is not appropriate. I don't care how many bags are out there. I don't care what the marketing is. Dogs, cats were not born to eat dry kibble food. Their systems are made to handle any kind of bacteria that might be in there. And bacteria is not a bad thing. There's good bacteria. All right. We just see it, guys. We see it every single day. It's logical. Look in your dog's mouth. And if your vet says, I know a dog who went septic. I know a dog who got seminalosis. Well, ask for the test. Ask for the actual, what was the dog eating? How did you determine that? What were the steps that you took? Right? What did you see? And we'll just put that up to our experts and see if that really was a good control study. Or did they just pull that out of the sphincter area? Hmm. Be interesting, wouldn't it? 
All right, everybody, get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com. Remember, the cancer webinar is up now. You can purchase that and download it. You want to work with a homeopath? Get with Neely Piazza. She is on our experts page. You want a holistic vet that you can Zoom with? That's Dr. Judy Jasek. All right, get your dogs on a species-appropriate diet because here at rawdogfoodandcompany.com, your pet's health is our business and friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.